Hi, my name's Kramer, and I am proud to admit that I am a mama's boy. You're not just any mama's boy. You're a certified mama's boy. And this is the Certified Mama's Boy Podcast. It's a question that you have, probably second to why did I get let go from Channel 933. The next question is why is DJ C-Riz no longer on Channel 933? We're going to answer that question the best that I possibly can today with the Certified Mama's Boy Podcast. Hi, welcome. Uh, Welcome to episode number 11. If you're brand new, glad you're here. If you're returning, glad you're here. Uh, This is a podcast that I started because the words my mom would text me every single morning really changed my life as I was going through my divorce. And I posted them online one day. She would like send these texts, right? And I post them online and they started going viral and really like catching on. So I decided once I got let go from my radio job that I should start a podcast with her. And every single show, we start off talking to her. Hi, mom. Hi, honey. Um, My mom is trying to be technological and i actually had my very first zoom (laughs) meeting on friday i had a friend that was talking about being a zoom meeting i'm like no one's i don't have i mean i don't have a job so i don't have zoom meetings right now everyone's doing zoom meetings i'm like i kind of want to do a zoom meeting she's like okay let's have a zoom meeting then and so we literally like she she set me up and we we had a zoom meeting uh about uh all the hospital stuff that we're doing with with the meals and everything i was like this is this is cool um you are trying to learn how to do zoom as of today. So I had a friend <laughs> I had a friend last week who emailed me and said it's been way too long. Let's set up a telephone call or whatever. And so we decided she told me her schedule and she said, Here's my Zoom number. I was like, Okay. I don't know exactly what that means, but I'll try that. And so I tried calling the number, right? No. It was not my friend. It was someone else. So I said, okay, obviously there's more to <laughs> Wait, so this. Somebody else answered it? Yeah. And they were like, who are you? <laughs> no, they were like, I said, hi, Allison. That's my friend. And she, and she goes, oh, no, this is not Allison. I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. Is Lord. this number so-and-so? And she said, yes, it is. I said, well, I apologize. I dialed the wrong number. And then I'm thinking, okay. I think there must be an app or something more I need to know about this. I haven't figured it out, <laughs> and I have not spoken to my friend yet, so I may just call her on my cell phone. Yeah, I think anyone <laughs> over the age of like 60 should just stick to the old school ways. Like, why would you, it, your friend, is she older too, that wants to Zoom with you? Yeah, she's she's, she's about four years younger than me, but she's retired and mm-hmm. Do you feel left out <laughs> because all your other old friends can figure it out and you can't? <laughs> a little bit because I like to, you know, I, I want to try to keep up. But you're 60, what? 67? 67, jeez. Um, do you feel 67? Like, no. Do you ever get to an age where you're like, oh my God, I'm 67? No. Honestly, I feel so great. I feel like I'm 35. And how did really? you feel when you were 35? Pretty good. so do you just stay at 35 like when you hit 35 do you just stay feeling that good through like the rest of time i think that's a good age to be why not i don't know (laughs) i I went through it It wasn't so great (laughs) no actually 30s are challenging maybe i would prefer my 50s 50s are probably the best um i you know when i sat down i just had this wave of anxiety it just hit me and it was like I, I think the weekends are hardest for me. And I always said that going through my divorce was like the weekends are just the hardest because you're like stuck with your thoughts 
And I, but still, the weekends, even though this, and maybe because I haven't been doing the podcast on the weekends, you know, and so mm-hmm. I have like, you know, yesterday actually wasn't too bad of a day, felt pretty good. And then for some reason today, like all of the stuff just hit me again, where it's just like, oh, like when is this going to be over? Oh my gosh, like how am I going to pay for this? How am I going to do this? How am I going to do that? How about you give us like a quick 30 second pep talk for everybody starting their week? This is Monday for you guys. Um, maybe heading into work or just heading into life with some anxiety right now. Breathe, breathe, close your eyes, relax, and just know that this will be over. And at some point, it will be only a memory. We will get through this. Yeah. You know, a lot of people have asked if you would do a meditation. How do you feel about that? That's fine. I'd be happy to try it. I mean, I'm venturing out here into the <laughs> poor mom. big unknown. I know. I you know, think about reviewing, all this. Reviewing R-rated movies, which I would never <laughs> choose to, to watch on my own. It's so I'm funny not- because this has like been my life, you know, for 15 years now. You know, I, right. I'm just used to talking about my life and creating content. Poor mom, you know, she... <laughs> <laughs> like two, maybe, maybe a month ago, I was like, Hey, I want to start a podcast and I want you to be on it. And, <laughs> and she's like, okay, we'll try. <laughs> and how people, you know, people look at you like you're trained, like that you're trained to do all this. And, no. you're, and honestly, you're not like you're, you don't have, you're not like a therapist. You no. know, you do have, uh, you, you are a reverend in the church, but you're not like, uh, <laughs> you're just, you're just good at momming. <laughs> now people are like, can she lead a guided meditation? Some people, um, some people are like your mom just needs to read audiobooks all the time. Now like, you're becoming a star at this and you had no idea. It cracks me up, it's but funny. it's, but it's good for me because it, it makes me stretch and learn. And I like to learn new things and I like to try new things. And mom's just always good at comforting people. You're just, you've always been good at that. So I feel like in this time it's, uh, you're using your, your God given skills to be able to, uh, to, to help a lot of people. Which I like to do. We, we debated about having my dad come on the podcast today and how are we feeling about that? You can always um, edit it out. If we press forward with the show, my dad's not on it, then we would just act like, you know, we'll just move on. Don't ask any questions. Just know it was did not go well uh, with him. <laughs> That's the only thing I can say right now because I, I have no idea how it's going to go bringing him on. Um, but give us a couple of seconds and we'll, we'll get to him. Um, I do want to do Mom's Monday Movie Review. Okay. So Friday, we – I don't know. I think it's funny to get my mom's impression because, you know – She's a little bit older and she's a little bit more conservative. And I think that if she watches things that for us, you know, people in their 20s, 30s, 40s um, that are just normal pop culture, things that she's never seen before or maybe new movies that are coming out, then um, it's interesting to hear her perspective. So over the weekend, I gave her the homework to go watch Magic Mike, the 2012 (laughs) cinematic adventure. And I, I honestly have not seen the movie and I didn't want to see it first before you talked about it because I really just want to hear your take on it without being able to guide the conversation. So we'll get into Mom's Monday movie review of Magic Mike. Okay. It's about a guy, Magic Mike, who is a male stripper at a club in Tampa. And he really does this just to make money, uh, but he really wants to be a furniture designer. And he comes across a young boy Um, Adam, who's 19, 
and Adam is working with him on a construction site, which is one of the three or four jobs he does besides the stripper job during the day. And um, he talks him into joining him to become a stripper. That lifestyle for me is sad, but the good news is that there was an angel in there. And there, was, was, there was an angel? There was an angel, and her name was Brooke, and that was Adam's sister. So Brooke was a great all-American girl who did not care for the drug life, the drinking life, the stripper life, but Mike really took a shine to her. Yeah. And so what was really wonderful about the movie for me is how she brought out the best in him and made him see himself for perhaps who he truly was. And he left in the end um, because of her. So I always think it's lovely when someone sees you for who you truly are and you can see those qualities in yourself and really sort of find your own true way that way. So he was saved. Did you like uh, Channing Tatum? Do you think he's attractive? I think he is adorable, and he was just a great character. He did a great job. And, of course, I love Matthew McConaughey, but probably not so much in this role, even though he is nice to look at, I have to say. (laughs) (laughs) There it is. Okay. That's the point we're trying to get to this whole time. I know. I know. You want to talk trash. I get it. it. Was he the hottest one in the movie, in your opinion? For me, yes. Did Dad watch it with you, too, or did you watch it by yourself? No, <laughs> Dad started watching it with me <laughs> for about 30 minutes, and then he was done. He's like, really? <laughs> Stephen wants you to watch this trash? I was like, okay, I'm going I'm was, going for it. I'm going for it. But it got great. Movie. It was, and it got great yeah. reviews, which makes yeah. me know I'm just an old fuddy-duddy. So, <laughs> okay. So we have mom always give it reviews, like a, like a, if she was a real movie critic, and we do it on a heart system. Like five hearts would be her most favorite movie. One heart is like trash. She gave Tiger King one heart last week. Um, so what do you give? Twenty twelve Magic Mike. Two hearts. Two hearts. Two hearts because of Brooke. Okay, so Brooke out of the ex, it would it would have been trash without Brooke. <laughs> Brooke is the angel that saved Mike. I see that. Well, there you go. So mom gives it two, <laughs> two hearts on her movie review scale. <laughs> but I would not recommend to most of my friends that you watch this. Because <laughs> <laughs> okay. like, a lot of my mom's friends listen to this podcast. So I guess you got to really be careful. They're going to be calling you being like, Nancy, what and are you watching my, over there? Most of my friends probably have already watched it. <laughs> I think me and you are the only two that haven't watched it. I know when I was younger, I had friends who used to go to strip bars and watch the guys, and I I could never get the courage to do it. So you never go once, not one time? Not once. I I think one story we should talk about on the podcast one day, because it's a story that I've always wanted to talk to you more about, was my mom actually went to Studio 54, which... Studio 54 for the younger generation is was like this notorious bar in was it New York? It was New York, yeah. right? Oh yeah. And uh which is known for like sex and drugs and like just all kind of <laughs> terrible things. So before you start getting this, you know, wholesome <laughs> You are Nancy Nancy. I think you need to know the full story. Because when I found that out, I was like, holy shit, like what? <laughs> 
Well, we'll talk about but, that because I got to hear that story later on. Okay. I'm just curious on my mom at Studio 54. Okay. <sighs> okay. Um, should we bring my dad in for this? So I've been debating on bringing my dad into the podcast or not because he's just a, he's just a character, and I didn't really <laughs> quite know because he's like wait he like sits around and watch TV all day. You want to go get him really quick while I, I explain will. this? Mm-hmm. Okay. But be around to mom, okay, so you can still hear him talking. Okay, she's put her headphones down. Um, so he's he's just a character, and he but he like watches CNN all day. Like he sits there and just watches CNN all day long. So I just kept like thinking he could do a coronavirus update maybe, or and talk about it because he literally knows all the stuff going on with it. Um, but he's got a story. He's got a story here. I'm whistling a story that he's so proud of that. Of all the li- like the life lessons I've learned from my dad, ho 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 ho. <laughs> <laughs> I was just saying that like there's of any life lesson I've learned from you, it's this one. I don't know that I've learned much more from you. <laughs> but I feel like this is like this is like the one life lesson that I learned that, and I know you're really proud of this story. So maybe you can uh, encourage other people uh, with your stories. And we, I get one of these stories from my dad probably. What do you think? Once a quarter, dad, where you just won't yeah, give up? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, at least a one. I had to have a lot of endurance on this one. This was a big bank. So, so I don't <laughs> guess I need to name names, right? So I won't. Uh, so uh, doing my tax returns, and I noticed a large item, $1,500 I didn't recognize. Woo. Hold on a minute. <laughs> Losing my ears. What happened? God damn. Oops. <laughs> What's, what's going on over there? <laughs> Nothing. And uh, so I said, I'm going to go out and you know take a look. And so I'll go out there, and, and I was able to look at the image copy of that $1,500. There was a cashier's check for $1,500 with my check that I had written on top of it. After some further analysis, both items had the same check number. Now, that's weird. Think about it. Two items, same check number. And here's a cashier's check. By definition... A cashier's check should not be posted against my account. So I got real excited then. Said, oh, boy, I found money. I looked at the date and I said, man, it's almost a year old. I said, it's worth going for. So call him up and, uh, you know, talk to the first guy. I get a, I get the uh, call center person. Yeah. Yeah, Mr. Yancey, we have to credit your account in 48 hours. Okay, great. 48 hours comes by, no credit. I call again. Now I get a person in another part of the, the country now. And each time I call for six people, I was getting frustrated, you know, and I could tell they were t- not telling me the whole story. And basically they were not going to pay me yeah. and for several reasons. And so I just sort of said, look, I want, I'm thinking about taking this to the local uh, news media <laughs> and have them try to get this money. And were you really going to call the news media about that? Well, I don't know. You know, I just don't know. I mean, because it's so far, good. my dad, uh, the, the things that my dad has said that he's taught me to say when you're not happy with customer services, well, I'm a stockholder. That's one that you like to use. Uh-huh. What other one. ones have you, have you taught me? Uh, I'm well, to I'm the customer. You know the customer's right. I'm the, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I get a call the next day from EVP. <laughs> he was the nicest guy. He did say, Miss Yancey, even though it's a year old and we can't get our money back from the other bank, then I said, well, I'm so glad to be a customer of this bank. And I'm so, I, I figured y'all do the right thing. So they did give it back and I did get it the next day. So two, three things I'll say. The squeaky wheel gets the attention, always does, mm-hmm. always yeah. will. 
Right. Uh, never give up. It's it's uh, <laughs> it's it's less expensive for them to keep you than to acquire another one. Learn early in life to try it and start you know building that that system to get. The I money. can't tell you how many times my dad has walked me through these processes of like yeah, just tell him, just tell him that you're the son of the of the the shareholders. <laughs> like, well, you you do pretty I, good, son. You've done real good yourself. No, I've done, yeah, no, because you taught me that. I can't well, tell you good. how many lies I've told customer service people oh, just to get what I need. No, I've never told you a lie. Now I'm just embellish. But anyway, son, thanks uh, for allowing me to explain. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Yeah, yeah anytime you've got, you. got a good appreciate story for us, let me know. Oh, boy, I'll, I'll have some more. Don't worry. Okay, I love you both. Got to go. All right, love you. I love you forever. Okay, so there you go. Now you've met at least two members of my family. The other ones, I don't know if they'll ever come on here. Uh, maybe. Anyway, uh, I can update you really quick on this haunted house situation because – over the last, I think it was Thursday night it happened the first time, and then it happened again on Saturday night. And I didn't want to say anything, but uh, it's getting like too weird now. So in case you're new to the podcast, I feel like I have a haunted house, okay? My house is 19 from 1925, and I know for a fact that two people have died in this house. So I told a story, I think podcast number three, that one time I my wife was definitely, ex-wife was definitely not in the house and I saw a figure move down the hall and I walked down the hall to see if it was her. I looked out the window and she was actually getting into her car so it couldn't have been her. That was like the first time I ever experienced it. So what I'm experiencing right now, maybe you've got some, you know, an idea of what I can do or maybe I was thinking about maybe reaching out to a ghost podcast to see if they would come on. I could kind of explain everything that was going on. Maybe they can kind of give me some ideas of where to go with it or have some ghost hunters come into the house and figure it out. Cause if two people died in this house, they're probably still here, right? Is that how it works? I don't know. So, uh, this has happened now twice where I'll wake up at around mm, 2 AM and I hear this like bang. I mean, it's just out of nowhere. It's just like, boom. And I have a baby gate that I leave up for Kiki, my dog, so she can't come out of the kitchen. And so I thought the first night, sometimes she'll like start jumping on the gate so many times it'll like fall over. So I walk out there. I mean, it was, it was like that loud. Like imagine that kind of crash. And I, I walk out there, nothing with the gate still up. I walk around the house. I kind of look around, see if there's any gun, like, like nothing. I will say though, that the only thing I noticed was the side door of my house was wide open. And I was like, maybe not, oh, not wide open. It was like cracked, but it was open. I was like, okay, that's weird. It's strange. Um, locked the door, walked around the house, saw nothing, went to sleep. Now, last night, here it is. It's like 2.15 again. I wake up and I have to pee. And I'm walking to the bathroom. And not to be too graphic, but I start to urinate, if you will. And all of a sudden, it's like this boom. I mean, like, like, like something had like fallen over. It wasn't like outside. It was coming from outside of my master bedroom for sure so i i'm like oh my god this is like getting freaky now i'm like maybe again though it's a baby gate maybe kiki heard me get up so i walk out into the kitchen nothing i can tell you though that the door to the side of the house was open once again now listen i am and i probably shouldn't tell you this but i'm terrible at closing and locking doors i really am but i try to do a pretty good job at it at night like to walk around and make sure they're all closed and locked i I don't know. This story's getting freaky, man. Because not only there are ghosts coming in my house or being in my house, but they're unlocking and opening doors. So if you know a ghost hunter or somebody that does, you know, deals with the paranormal, maybe it would, I think it'd be really interesting to have somebody come on and tell me, am I living with ghosts?
Okay, let's get to Monday Cheesemate, shall we? And we're going to start doing this because I told you that like one thing I was going to be able to do this podcast is tell you stories that I have never been able to tell you before. And actually, today's stor- uh, story that I'm going to tell you is that it's kind of going to be a question at the same time. So um, Cheesemate, for those who don't know, actually translates into gossip in Spanish. And you're like, excuse me, white Caucasian who cheated his way through Spanish class in both freshman and sophomore year of high school. How do you know that? Uh, I was told that by my old co-host Gina, who is who is Mexican, and she, when I first came to Channel 933, I would always want to like find out. I'm like the person in the office that's like, hey, did you hear? Like, hey, what's going on with this person or that person? I love getting involved with other people's stuff, especially when it doesn't involve me at all. But I'm just like, oh, I didn't know they were hooking up, or I didn't know that they they were doing this or doing that. I love it. I thrive on that kind of stuff. So when I had the show here in San Diego, we did a, a segment called Kramer's Cheese May. And that was like every week I'd come on and either I would share some kind of like gossipy story, or somebody on the show would, and people would call in with their gossipy stories about stuff around their office or at home or neighbors or something. So that's that's like where the term comes from and i told you i can't use the term kramer's cheese man anymore because i you know it was created at the radio station and it's theirs now um so we're gonna do monday cheese man it's always gonna be a story that i couldn't share with you before for one reason or another uh and i told you on friday's show that my objective for the cheese man today was going to be us talking to dj c riz who is no uh in the case you're like who is dj c riz i should probably explain dj c riz is a guy that was on my radio show um here in san diego he used to run the board he would like push the buttons and like, you know, turn, turn the mics on and off and stuff like that. He mysteriously disappeared too, right? Like just like a couple of weeks after I was gone. And then all of a sudden he was gone. And I'll tell you how I found out. Um, I was, uh, leaving a something <laughs> that was so, that was so shady. I was leaving something. I can't tell you what it is. Uh, I was leaving a business opportunity, a meeting, that's all I'll say because I don't want to jinx anything. I was leaving a business opportunity meeting and I got off the elevator and I checked my phone. And the first thing I saw was this really vague Instagram post from DJ Riz. And I will actually read the post to you. So it's a picture of his key card. It says, technically, I've only quit one job, excluding Cutco. If I understand the language of work key cards, I wonder what stories it remembers of my 10-year iHeart experience. And that was it. And I remember seeing that, and I texted him. I was like, dude, did you just quit? Because I didn't, I, didn't I didn't know what was going on. And uh, I texted him. I didn't hear back, so I texted somebody else from the show, and, and they confirmed that, yeah, he had, he had also left the show. Um, and so I was waiting to hear back from him. I didn't hear back from him and I was like, Oh, whatever. It's been, I remember like when I got let go and I announced it, it's just, it's like your phone blows up. And so I was just going to kind of leave it alone. Right. So I told you on Friday's show, I was going to text him and see if he wanted to come on. Cause he does, he, he has a new podcast now too. And I thought it'd be a good way for him to promote his podcast. And I didn't hear back from him once again. And so I, I don't know. I, the question that I have for you, and we're going to get into some actual cheese man in a second, but this is like something I don't know if this is going to be a radio thing or if this happens in any industry because I've really only worked in radio. So when you leave either on your own free will, like you like you take another job because it doesn't matter. My experiences have been the same. If I leave or if I take uh, or if I get fired, 
it's almost the same experience where some people unexpectedly step up. People that I never thought would type, like follow up with me and talk to me after I got let go from channel 933. I... I'm shocked that like the, the 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 outpour of love from some people I never saw coming in the first place, right? That part's really cool. But then there's some people that I thought I had like a good reputation with and like a good relationship with, some people I would like consider good friends that either I never heard from or I have like heard them like say not great things about me. And I am have I have a, I really struggle with that. I really struggle with that. I don't know if C-Riz and I are on bad terms. My relationship with C-Riz was, was a challenging one because he was he was literally like my right hand, right? Because I would kind of direct the show. And sometimes, because he was the guy pushing the buttons, like, I get frustrated. I'd be like, dude, like, come on. And I don't think that him and I could ever figure out the balance of like when we were talking work, we were talking work. And when we were talking, you know, friends, we were talking friends. Uh, hopefully we'll hear back from him. And if we do, then, you know, we'll get him on here. Plug his podcast. I mean, I'll plug his podcast anyway, because I think he's a good guy. It's the Ocean Grown Records podcast, or maybe it's called the Ocean Grown podcast. And while I do know like what happened with him and why he is no longer at Channel 933, it's not really my story to tell. You know what I mean? So I until unless he wants to come on and tell it or unless he wants to, uh, you know, maybe tell on his podcast, I don't know then that's really all I can say about that. We'll like find out though. We'll keep up. I promise if I hear back from him, then we'll, we'll go from there. Um, so here is uh, here's a, what we're going to talk about next Monday on the Monday cheese May is this call right here. Hey, my name is Katie. I'm calling from Santa Valley. I used to listen to you on camel country. I'm really glad that you're doing this podcast. I think it's just awesome that you're putting yourself out there and being vulnerable and kind of just telling your own truths. And speaking of that, I had always wondered why you left 107.9 and it seemed like things were kind of on bad terms with Nina D when you left. So I didn't know if maybe someday you could go into that. Thank you. Bye. So when I left my radio job over in Phoenix, my old co-host made it very clear that she did not like me. Um, a, a public post and everything. It was it was really it was honestly it took me like a year to get over it. I was so hurt by the whole thing, and I feel like this segment is turning into my old coworkers don't like me anymore. <laughs> oh. Okay, let's give you some good Corona news stories to kind of get you pumped up for the uh, for the week. Uh, the New England Patriots send its team's jet to go deliver 1.2 million N95 masks from China to Boston and to New York City Hospital. That's kind of cool, right? So the governor just literally asked the Patriots, like, hey, can we use your, your Super Bowl's jet? It's the 757. And they were going to go get a million masks from China. And then there's going to be a shipment of uh, like half a million more uh, next week and what's even cooler is that not only did they go to Massachusetts but then they dropped off 300,000 over to to New York you know I've got an N95 mask and I feel like a real jerk wearing it I bought it years ago and I'm you know, taking it in public with me now I haven't worn it in public yet because they say like hey leave the N95 mask for everybody that's you know in the hospitals and I'm like okay that's cool but uh, I already had this one so can I still wear it without looking like a complete jerk? Like I took it away from, you know, off of a nurse, nurse's mouth or something. I, I don't know. I feel weird about it. In New York City, they actually opened these special centers for kids of healthcare and other like essential workers on the front lines. 
uh, to be able to go during the day, right? Because everything shut down. But So what are these parents supposed to do? They actually opened up these regional enrichment centers where 8,000 public school kids can do their schoolwork, but like spread apart from each other. So it's not a problem. They get three meals a day and they don't have to protect themselves from COVID-19. Uh, so it's not yet, yeah, not just healthcare workers, but anybody like uh, even if you're like a utility worker or a postal service, anybody that's on the front line, these essential services can drop their kids off there. And finally, uh, Kroger, who here I think is Ralph's in California, but I know it's Kroger on the East Coast. Uh, they announced that they are going to be giving these new bonuses. They're called hero bonuses, where everybody that works from the frontline groceries to the supply chain, the manufacturing, the pharmacy, and the call center associates are all going to get a, a temporary $2 raise, which I know doesn't sound like a lot, but that's a big move, right? I mean, just, I think any kind of appreciation right now for anyone that has to work in these grocery stores, and thank you, first of all, thank Thank you. Literally, I went this weekend to go to Target. I do the Target, like, um, what's it called? You, you do the app and you drive the drive up. And I all I got was a couple cases of soda water and some chips. But I was so thankful for that Target employee who would, like, bring it out to me. So anybody that's working in the grocery stores, the Targets, the Walmarts, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, and now Kroger slash Ralph's is doing it big. And they're giving a $2 raise for everybody that's got to do it. So that's a, you know, a, a little way to say thank you, but that adds up after a while, right? Uh, speaking of our project, I spoke to somebody over at Sharp Hospital last week, and we're going to spend $2,000 of the $6,000 raise to put a catered, a local catering company, uh, to be able to put on like a special dinner for everyone working the night shift. And I'm going to have more info as we go, but I want to let you know that that's already in progress, which should make you feel good too. And once I get more, I'll share with you, but thank you again for everybody that donated to that. And let me share one more little feel-good nugget with you is, I don't know if you saw over the weekend, but um, they're going to release another episode of Tiger King. Yeah. Like, in like I think this week. I don't know. They haven't been specific about it, but another episode. Uh, not a season, but an episode of Tiger King is coming out. And every single show I ended with made me laugh. It's something I saw online that just made me giggle or laugh or smile or even just even like, <laughs> that's cute. Uh, and today, it's it's something that I've seen all over TikTok, but for, I, I was seeing this whole song the whole day because I've been so bored at home over the weekend. So it's a guy's name is Curtis Roach on TikTok, and it's, it's bored in the house. Okay, I'm bored in the house, and I'm in the house bored. Bored in the house, and I'm in the house bored. Bored in the muff, nigga. In the house bored, and I'm bored in the nigga. In the house bored. Bored in the house, bored in the house bored. Bored in the house, bored in the house bored. I'm bored in the muff, in the house bored. I know, but now we're all getting bored in the house. I get it. We're all bored in the house. But if we're going to be bored in the house, I'm glad we're all bored in the house together. And I appreciate you choosing this podcast to listen to if it's your first time or you listened to the last 11 episodes i appreciate it either way let's do this deep breath in deep breath out it's gonna be a good day okay enjoy it i appreciate you being here we'll be back with another episode tomorrow hey kramer it's lisa from atlanta and I got referred to you via The Upside and Jeff Dollar, who I've been a big fan of for many, many, many years. And just wanted to let you know that like, I'm loving your podcast. I love your mom. I love the positivity. I don't mind the cussing. I mean, I live in the South. I cuss like a sailor. So don't filter that out on my sake. But I get there's kids those things. But Keep up the good work and um, look forward to future episodes. Thanks. Bye. Hello, Kramer. This is Monica. I'm calling from San Diego. Just letting you know that this podcast has saved my life. I'm 
working from home and um, I have my two years old and while I'm doing his breakfast, while I'm playing with him, I just put my AirPods and I start listening to it. I tone out. I love to listen to your mom. I love her voice. That's why you probably have the voice for VF. You know, like in the radium stuff. I drove one day and I just put her on my car and I just listened to your podcast like it was the, I was in the radio. I was listening to radio. And it was fun. It was fun. And thank you for doing this. Keep doing it. Bye. Okay, that's it for today. Thanks for listening to my son's podcast, Certified Mama's Boy. Be sure to review and subscribe and tell your friends. Love you forever.